San Francisco home drops $10 million in price as the housing market collapses. Now, as the whole market tanked by 50% because somebody paid $20 million for this bad boy. Is that what's going on? We've had a 50%? No, it's not. But let's get into it anyway. Here we go. This is what's known in, in real estate as a Wally banger from the standpoint of, hmm, you bought that, but mm, the market the market has some concerns and it has shifted just a little bit. Unfortunately, it hasn't shifted in the right direction for you, Mr. and Mrs. Home Seller. So you're going to have to have some multiple price improvements on said property to get it done. Now, when I saw this article, I, I, I thought, and I've seen it or kicked around for a few times, I didn't really check into it because I thought it was based on, all right, so they listed it at 19.995, whatever listed it a hair under 20, and then they had to bring it all the way down to 10 to get it to go, to sell. That is not how this went. And this this one tweet here is, um, how to lose $10 million on a home purchase by Robin Dar. Wonder if this is some sort of record in the modern era. So collectively, here's, a, here's your bottom line. This was purchased January 24th, 2020. For $20 million. And then you can see, all right, about three years later, a little less than three years, we put it on for what we're hoping. Hey, we paid this the beginning of the pandemic. You know, it should have gone up in price and then it's probably come down a little bit just to scooch, right? I mean, that's logically most markets have, if they've come off, they've come off just a little bit, but a lot of markets here in Western Washington, we're still going up. Granted, very, very slowly, but this is in San Francisco, right? And, and it's a $20 million property. So $20 million properties are going to have different market dynamics. You are looking for that one right buyer who can pay $20 million for a home, which is whacked, right? It's just whacked. Nobody needs that, but you know, it's San Fran. So people are going to have that. So we listed it for 20. We, we, uh, did some other actually. Yeah, listed for nineteen nine nine five. Secondary listing happening. Uh, listing was removed in early twenty twenty three. With the price change down to eighteen, another relist probably canceled relist. Price change down to fifteen. Price change down to fifteen. And somewhere between July of twenty twenty three and November ninth of twenty twenty three, just about a month ago, this bad boy it went at about ten million. Nine nine million nine hundred ninety thousand. So just a crazy, crazy reduction in price. But that's what it took to get this home sold. So what is going on? Well, let's read the article, right? San Francisco home has been sold. Yeah, there we go. San Francisco home has been sold at half its original listing price, crystallizing the stark real estate climate in the city and in the U.S., We've had a slow market since July of 2022. It's been slow. All of 2023 has been slow. Not only on the refinance side of, of Reynolds and Klein, but the sales side, some of properties Northwest. There's a few segments within the real estate market that are doing okay. And the bigger city that you're in with more jobs, the more stable that drop has, has come. But this is, again, I got to go with the word Wally Banger. Meaning that is a big, big drop. The house sat on the market for almost a year before selling at almost half 
the original list price in a city that is becoming emblematic of the nationwide housing slump. Okay, but you've got different market dynamics going on than to take it from 20 down to 10. You've got different market dynamics going. Massive exuberance for real estate pre-pandemic and post-pandemic up until about, yeah, July of 2022. We started having the, the Fed bump up those interest rates in 2022, right? That first couple of quarters. Then we started to feel those rate hikes in the form of higher mortgage pay, higher mortgage interest rates. And then the market just started, the market's always, you know, behind all this exuberance, even while the Fed is still, you know, raising rates. And we were just like, okay, when's this slowdown happening? It happened about August of 2022. But for this home here in particular, you've got different dynamics going on. You've got an upper end home. And when upper end home, things hunker down. Stock options aren't there. Stock prices start to drop when you go into basically what we've got going on now, which is a mini recession or whatever you want to call it. We're at a point where the Fed is about to lower interest rates. And I think that happens quarter one. That's my prediction. I think by the time 2024 is over, you will have interest rates get down to just a little over 6%. And it could, you could have some dip downs when you got a five in front of it. For, uh, for your mortgage interest rates. But Leslie Stretch, chief executive officer of software company Medelia, and his wife Heather purchased the home for $20 million in January, but listed it for sale just two years later after the youngest child went off to college. So what were you thinking there? All right, we got an 18-year-old, and then it's just you and me rattling around in this $20 million home. Rich people, right? What are you thinking about? Well, they had some kind of plan. All right. So we want, uh, we want our, our, our kids senior prom to be epic. And we want to have it. We're going to pay, shell out 20 million. Newsweek has reached out to Nina, uh, the listing agent via email for comment. While the $10 million loss is significant, it is representative of the wider distress of the San Francisco housing market as the city experiences a cooling period with a median listing home price decline of 2.3% from the previous year, according to Realtor.com. Some of the things I would say here is upper end market was the most to skyrocket up. So when these folks bought thinking the market was just going to go forever, they thought they were buying on the upward trend. And it probably did go up a little bit. Did it hit 25? Did it hit 30 million? Could they have unloaded this in 2021 for, you know, 25 million? you know, people with unlimited budgets or very large budgets, they might pay another five over the top of, you know, something that happened a little bit ago because there was nothing on the market. There's still very little on the market. And that's because sellers with low interest rates or no mortgage don't want to put their home on the market and have to go out and buy in today's market or they're just not not wanting to, to move anywhere. People don't want to go anywhere because, Whatever they've got going on is better than the alternative out there, which is, all right, so then what do I get? Because there's not much housing out there. And if I got to stick a mortgage on it, my payments are going to be way higher at around 7% where the rates are now versus that two and three quarters everybody got so mentally you know, stuck on. I got to get that mortgage rate under 3%. Reports from real estate website Real Deal indicate that one in eight home sellers in the city and peninsula areas are enduring financial hits with losses sometimes stretching into the hundreds of thousands. The luxury market, where properties once fetched astronomical prices, is particularly affected, with high-end homes like the aforementioned 
property is seeing the steepest price reductions. It also has to do with there's a very limited number of buyers. And then Russian Hill, beautiful area of, you know, it's like Pacific Heights. It's a great area of San Francisco, but it's still in San Francisco. And that is a large part of what we are avoiding here. You know, these neighborhoods, for the most part, are safe. You've got all the riffraff and the shenanigans happening down in the South of Market neighborhood and down in the Tenderloin, right? And then you've got just nothing going on in the financial district because so many of the businesses have left that. And you've got 35% vacancy rate in downtown San Francisco now. That number just keeps going up. Is that going to hit 40 I think I predicted, you know, a while ago, a number's not going to stop at 30%. It's going to keep on going for a while. Does it hit 40? I mean, that's insane. That's getting up close to half, half of the commercial space in, in, um, financial district of San Fran empty. But we're talking about residential, super limited segment of buyers. And on top of that, you've got issues with the San Francisco market in general. People are not wanting to dish out the huge amounts of money that they once did because there's been so much media coverage, myself included, on, hey, you know what? We've got concerns about the shenanigans that we're seeing, right? You're seeing just all kinds of crazy. How about the poop story, the poop map story? I've been talking about that for a long time because I think it's funny. You know, it's third grade humor, right? Hey, let's talk about a map that has, you know, moving poop emojis on it. And then when you zoom in, you can see all the instances of all the calls for cleaning up human excrement on the sidewalks and streets of San Francisco. And um, concerned citizens can take a picture of said pile of poop and send it in. And, you know, so you've literally got poop emoji maps and <laughs> DeSantis brought one up. Recently, in a debate with uh, Gavin Newsom, governor of California. So it's gotten to that point where people know, okay, San Francisco, yeah, yeah, there's some things going on that we may not necessarily want to shell out $20 million for. In fact, it's going to need to be less. You're going to need to show us greater price, price improvements. When I say price improvements, that is a backwards marketing way. It's a real estate term where you're dropping the price, you're making it better for that new buyer to come along and, hey, let's put her under contract. Let's get this deal done. But a a, a 50% drop, <laughs> whack that price in half, that is a massive, massive drop. So is it indicative, indicative of the overall market? Yes but not to the extent of that 50% drop happened because the rest of the market has dropped 50%. Upper end properties in San Francisco in the Bay Area, one in eight is, is that right? Is my, my stat there right? It's a big number. We just read about it, right? Okay, one, I think it's one in eight is is having troubles and they're gonna come out with about $100,000 loss. Yeah, I think the number is maybe 122 grand. And it's because a certain percentage of people need to move, need to sell. I don't know what these people were thinking. All right, we got one kid. They're 18. I mean, I'm sure this will be fine. We need 45,000 square feet for the two of us. I mean, what are you going to do? Do you play hide and, not go, hide and go seek in that bad boy? I mean, you're buying your dream home, dream home and your kid's 18. Don't you want to downsize and have less stuff? 
kind of always my thought is just get rid of all the stuff. You don't need it. It just weighs you down, especially when your basement floods and you got a bunch of other people's stuff in your home because you're one dude and you got a five bedroom home. Yeah. Right. All right. So, so San Francisco taking a whack market slowed down interest rates through the roof, but relatively seven, eight percent interest rate is not high. It's just relative to 2.75%. It's very high. And it was the, it was the pace at which these mortgage rates rose that basically froze the market. So now you've got a frozen market on top of that, right? Everybody knows, Hey, I can get a deal and you can. So these people, they must have really needed to unload this. The whole story about their kid leaving for college. That doesn't make any sense because why else do you take a $10 million hit? There is something else going on there, right? That doesn't make any sense. It just doesn't. So there's multiple, multiple factors here. The poop emoji map. Well, that's an indicator of, you know, not all. We've got some concerns about the level of poop in San Francisco. Let's just say that. That's fair, right? That's fair. Some people are saying, well, that was a lot of dogs. That was dog poop. That wasn't human excrement. Well, I got a lot of dogs in my neighborhood and I don't see poop all over. You know what I mean? It's like, you're just trying to cover up for failed policy in San Fran. Let's be honest. And now it is hitting the real estate market hard. It's what you got. That's what you got. This San Francisco home is representative of a broader U.S. housing market that isn't faring much better. Experts say that soaring mortgage rates, well, they've already soared. They're on their way down. We got up to about 7.8, 7.9 with a couple of days of blips over 8%. Okay, that happened. Now we're down closer to 7.2%. We're, we're, we will go under 7% here, I think, in December. That would be another prediction. I make predictions all day long because I can. And you know what? You guys will let me know if I'm wrong, right? Hey, Sean, remember when you made that prediction? Yes, I do. All right. Say that soaring mortgage rates and economic uncertainty is forcing some sellers to remain in a home that they want to sell or accept lower offers due to prolonged listing periods. Absolutely. That's why we have as little supply out there as we do, because prices really haven't come down that much, except for this one. So this one's a special case. And like I said, right at the beginning, it's not, this isn't an indicator of an absolutely tanking market. But the massive market slowdown, especially on the upper end, certainly didn't help these guys, right? All right. Looking ahead, institutions like Fannie Mae forecasting a bottoming out of home sales in early 2024, followed by a slow rebound. While mortgage rates are predicted to decline modestly in the next year, the path to recovery is expected to be gradual. I think mortgage rates drop more than modestly. I really do. I think you're going to have a bunch of economic indicator. The Fed is always kind of behind. It overreacts to things because they're like, they're not quite sure what's going to do it. What's going to get that, that, that um, inflation down from, from wherever it is now down to 2%. That's our goal, 2%. So we're just going to keep, you know, thumbing down. <laughs> we're just going to keep you know, trying to trying to squeeze down that inflation by doing a bunch of Fed funds. And they're also the quantitative easing. You know, they're not doing as much of that. And you've got different dynamics. So, you know, they're, they're doing different stuff, different stuff with, with uh, the United States debt. And they're just trying to figure out, hey, which one of these little magic trips tricks is going to work. 
And I think you're going to see some data come out in the very near future that points them in one direction. Odds are right now, and that direction would be they're going to start to lower uh, federal funds rates. I think that's what happens. The Economist projects that if current conditions persist, it may take approximately three and a half years for the housing market to return to more affordable levels. The timeline could be shortened to two years if mortgage rates fall by 1% point, he said. Housing prices aren't really going to drop much at all. They're just not. You've got such little, you've got such little, let's get rid of this. You've got such little supply in just about all markets out there. Now, when you're talking about markets, and I, I talk with people all over, when markets have a high level of supply, they're indicating like four months of supply. What used to be normal supply? Four to six months. Are we just going to change the metric? Kind of feels like that. Oh man, we've got an oversupply now with four months of housing on the market. And if you haven't been following my podcast or maybe it just doesn't dawn on you what housing supply is. So if we had four months worth of inventory today in Seattle and no more houses came on the market moving forward, say all of the rest of December, I'm recording this for you at the beginning of December, all the rest of December and then January, February, and March, that's four months, right? You got four months worth of housing supply. That housing supply would all be sold out in four months. You'd have zero housing supply. Whereas other markets have maybe two months, which is a seller's market. And that's the vast majority of markets is only got two months worth of supply. And that's because nobody wants to put their house on the market because then they got to go right back out and buy in today's interest rate environment where the buyers are already coming in at. And they don't want to do that. They're like, I'm going to wait for rates to come down because so many people feel that the transitory inflation that we've had roar through the market, not quite so transitory, has it? Yeah. And then, and then we had the beautiful, magnificent Inflation Reduction Act, but we're still fighting inflation. That's weird. Transitory inflation still here. And then the Inflation Reduction Act. Hmm, yeah. It didn't really seem to reduce inflation. Some might say it produced inflation, but that's a whole nother story. You've got this inflation going and people are saying, e I'm even seeing pretty young YouTubers. I, I watched a young lady remark the other day, I only wear, what was it, tank tops from Target that are five bucks. She goes, no, that's not right. They're eight bucks now because of inflation. <laughs> I was like, Okay. All right. I, I'm just, I'm just going to give it to you. You got an $8 tank top now from Target that used to be five. So the trickle down effect of all this information is actually getting out there. Inflation is real. It hasn't exactly been transitory, but it is from the standpoint of you, you threw, you know, trillions of dollars through the economy and then, oh, inflation's here. What's up with that? How, how did we get here? And then. That in turn led the Fed to, you know, it's more complicated than that, but the Fed jacked up the federal funds rates, the amount that the interest rate that the federal banks loan money to each other on. And that in turn made the, uh, the interest rates, consumer interest rates, mortgage interest rates, car rates all just go up to, to kind of fall in line with what, with what the cost of borrowing is out there. And it, that in turn, slowed the real estate market down. It was like a switch went off. You know, we always talk about that last one out of Seattle, turn off the lights, you know, marketing campaign by some real estate brokers. 
it was pretty severe. The impact to the real estate market has been pretty severe. And until those rates come back down, which is in the process of happening right now, and I think it's going to happen a lot more than what most of these economists basically are predicting, but they're also predicting housing prices to drop down into an affordability range. So buyers are going to be able to jump back in because things are much cheaper. And also the interest rates are much lower. I think the much lower interest rates will happen, but because there's no supply and we just talked about these folks needing to, you know, unload their $20 million home and they're claiming it's because our our kid just went off to college. Did you not see that happening? Typically, when children turn 18, their kids go off to school. And if you're wealthy, they go off somewhere far away on the East Coast. So, but don't worry, they're going to come home for Thanksgiving and then Christmas and then whatever. But there are people within the marketplace that need to sell no matter what due to divorce, lose a job, job transfer. Those are the people that are having to put their homes in the market and they're taking a whack if they bought during a time period where the market was just full of exuberance, right? You've got that frothy. If you buy during the froth, you're going to take a haircut. This one is a Wally Banger haircut. <laughs> going back to that again, this that's a big one. That's a huge nut. And that's why I say there's something going on here below the, there, there's some type of distress. Otherwise, the guy's just bad at managing money and taking a $10 million hit. Maybe he's got a couple hundred million of stock options. Who knows, right? He just needs to get this. Maybe he just doesn't like the house. Maybe they're getting a divorce. Who knows? 10 million just isn't that big of a number to him. But um, yeah, the neighbors next door, they're going to be, what are you doing? You're driving the values down in the neighborhood. 10 million? Are you kidding me? What'd you pay for that thing? 20. (laughs) Those are some terrible, terrible numbers. How was your Thanksgiving? Crappy, lost 10 million on the house. All righty then. Yeah. So yeah. How about those 49ers? Tough, tough sale, but there is something going on here beyond, beyond interest rates being high, beyond, oh, there's little supply out there beyond this anticipation of prices are coming down because they'll come down a little bit, but not 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 substantially, I don't think. And it's because there's such little inventory out there for people to be looking at. And what little inventory out there is being sucked up by people that, okay, you had a death, you had a kid go off to college, it's time to got to downsize. It's never really, it is a thing, but we're seeing more and more retired folks just stay in their big ass home because they can afford it and they bought it, you know, decades ago and it's cheap. And they're like, yeah, I'm just going to rattle around in my big house. Kind of like I do. I don't have a big house, but I'm just one guy in a, in, you know, in, in a, you know, house that's way bigger than, than one guy needs. But you know, my mortgage payment is a couple of grand and I'm just going to run with that and we're not going to worry about it. And, you know, we just do our thing, but for folks who need to sell, you got to unload that bad boy. And this one, this one was a big one, 10 million. So don't believe everything that you see when you see these headlines kind of drill down just a little bit. All right. You know, when you see a big headline like this, this is an exception, right? This is an exception. 
Because otherwise, I'd be doing the story of, well, looks like the upper end market is completely done. We've got 14 sales. They've all dropped by 33%. Got a range of this to this, <clears throat> that kind of thing. We're not doing that. We're talking about one house. But it was a good one, right? All right. That's it for me. Thanks so much for being here. I am recording on the Summit channel. So if you want to check out stuff uh, that I'm releasing on just strictly real estate, this one was too good to pass up. So I'm putting it on the News for Reasonable People channel. But I do have content coming out weekly, real estate related or economics related on the Summit Properties Northwest YouTube channel. Thanks again for being here to this late stage in the podcast. I'll see you in the next one. Bye for now.